Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezi Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive into the show. Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Today, we're talking about the third option that the dieting industry doesn't want you to know about. So I'm going to dive into the patterns that I see people falling into and how there is like a third way to see results, love your body, feel healthy, that doesn't involve the current options presented to you, shall we say. So I'm excited to talk about this. It's kind of, you know, the time of year where everything can get a little bit mental if you pay attention <laughs> to the dieting industry. And I want to just offer this third option to you because I see it work with myself. I see it with, work with my clients all the time. And if you can make this switch in how you think, it will make all of your healthy eating efforts so much easier they'll make them more sustainable they will last you'll actually create lifestyle shift as opposed to like I've done this for four weeks and now I'm back you know all that nonsense I want to I want you to break that vicious dieting industry cycle that's revolved around getting it right and perfection and calories and weight loss like that is super toxic so I'm but I but I do want you to heal and so there is a third option and that's what we're going to be talking about today which is exciting. But how are you doing? Thank you for listening. I'm so glad that you're here um, to listen to my little corner of the podcast world. We are now, as I'm recording this, uh, in January, near the end of January. I've just been away for the weekend for my birthday. My birthday's in December, but um, I have been on a process, shall we say, over the last couple of years of learning to celebrate my birthday. I don't normally like my birthday. And I don't like celebrating my birthday or all of those things. So I've been learning how to do that. So I decided going away for a weekend felt uncomfortable, but fun. So we did. We went to the Lake District and we did lots of cold plunges, like two a day. And ate lots of food and played the game Scrawl, which if you've not played that, it's hilarious. (laughs) So funny. And yeah, just had a really fun kind of girls weekend and no kids around. I woke up, I slept until half eight. It was wonderful. So that is nice. So I'm back feeling refreshed, although I think I have a cold, which is a bit annoying. She might hear from my voice. Well, not actually, it's not a cold. I just have a sore ear. Anyway, that's overshare. Um, so that was fun. Also, I've had a couple of people say thank you for the workbook. If you haven't gotten the workbook yet, which is like my free release, align and review workbook for 2021 and 2022, it's totally free. You can just get it at keziahall.com forward slash workbook. This, I've created this workbook to really ensure that you see the results you want to see this year. It's really to help you create a realistic plan of action to really hone in on what you want. Again, it's a great thing to do if you're looking to make some shifts in your life and maybe in your health, but you know you don't want to go down the dieting industry route because chances are you've tried that before and it didn't work because look at where you are. (laughs) So funny dieting, isn't it? It's like, Oh, I'll just, you know, I want to lose weight. So I'll just go back to that diet thing that I did. I've done the last few years. But the fact that you're not where you want to be and you have to keep on going back to diet, it's just such, uh, um, is the evidence that it doesn't work. (laughs) 
was like, I'll just join that dieting club again. But it didn't work for you last time. So why do you think it's going to And people think it works because they do, they might lose weight while they're there. And then when they stop going, they put it all back on. To me, that is not working. That doesn't work. <laughs> lose, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight is more harmful for your health than if you just stayed at that extra weight. It's more metabolically harmful to keep on gaining and losing weight, gaining, losing weight, gaining, losing weight, gaining, losing weight. So much better if you just stayed overweight for that entire time. FYI. Side note. <laughs> so yeah, we just wait. So we haven't got that workbook. Do go and grab that. It's just a totally free thing that I'd love to give you. Um, so yeah, thinking that, oh, my office, if you don't follow me on Instagram, well, I am, I am such fun, such fun to follow um, because I'm currently building the headquarters of keziahall.com in my garden. There used to be a shed there, an actual shed. Then we got rid of that and now I'm building an office space that will be outside of the house. So that is kind of halfway through. I should hopefully be in there by the start of February and then I need to like decorate it and you know, all that sort of stuff, but it's looking good. I'm really excited. So hopefully the podcast will sound all right being recorded in there. We'll, we'll soon find out guys, but anyway, that is happening. And then otherwise, before going away from Oak and Away, it's just been, I mean, what I do every week, it, week is chat with clients, really, which is also, so I've been working a couple of clients I'm wrapping up with actually. So one client is wrapping up with, um, with her program. I think we've got one more session left and for her, uh, we were working on her energy. And so she's just seen some big shifts around her energy and, um, like her resiliency with energy. I always talk to clients about energy, like a bank account, um, because a lot of the time clients will come to work with me and they're like in the, in debt, energetic debt. And so they also often have like massive crashes of energy. It's like, they'll just crash and burn. And so we've been working on that with this client and she's even started exercising again because her energetic bank account is now in the black. She has surplus. You can't exercise if you don't have energetic surplus. Otherwise it just becomes a massive drain. Same actually goes for like cold water plunges and cold water swimming. If your energy, if your immune system, if your inflammation, if your stress levels have got you in the red, as it were, in terms of your energy and immunity, like cold water therapy is a bad idea. FYI. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. A couple of other clients wrapping up with, had a couple of other lab tests through, which is fun. I just love chatting with clients and seeing the progress. I'm doing, I'm doing an elimination diet with a client at the moment who's had a lot of gut issues for a really long time. And reflux was definitely one of the main things that was bothering her. And even before we started the elimination diet, actually, she's just seen some massive progress. She's like, oh yeah, I can't actually remember. You know, I often check in, I ask my clients for a couple of key key performance indicators, KPIs. No, but I don't call them that. But like key symptoms that we track throughout. Because I work with clients closely for about three or four months. So it's a long time. And it can be hard to see progress in your own body. So I always get them to like, okay, what are the two kind of things we're going to be tracking along this process? And so for this client, you know, it might be reflux and, you know, fatigue, for example. And so I constantly check in with that. And it's amazing how often I'm working with clients. They're like, oh, yeah my energy hasn't crashed for months or I haven't had period pain for the last two cycles or, you know, this client, oh, I can't remember when I last had reflux or it's, you know, all of that stuff, which is just so awesome. So with that, bearing that in mind, that does mean I do have space for new clients starting in February. I've had a couple of conversations with people. So, um, though I think those spaces will fill up, but I have two spaces. We can get started kind of mid 
to end of uh, February, sorry. If you're interested, if you want to know more, if you're not quite sure, keziahall.com forward slash book. That will take you into my, to book in for a Zoom chat with me. We'll just chat super chilled, super informal. These chats don't commit you to anything. We just chat things through. You can find out more information. We can chat about what labs might be helpful, what might be going on in your body, all this good stuff, okay? So if you're interested in working with me, I've got spaces available in February, okay? So um, keziahall.com forward slash book keziahall.com forward slash book <laughs> and it would be lovely to chat with you also I like recording this podcast but actual conversations are always preferable <laughs> in my opinion okay anyway let's get on with the show and we are going to talk about the third option that the dieting industry doesn't want you to know about because FYI is super effective So often when I'm chatting to potential clients, clients, people out in the world, and you know, I tell them I'm a nutritionist, this is what I do. And often I end up in conversations where I realize that so many of us, not everyone, but a lot of us feel like we're a bit trapped. That in order to be healthy, like we kind of have two options. We've got like dieting, we've whether that's Slimming World, Weight Watchers, Whole30, Paleo, vegan, like any nutritional strategy can be put within a dieting mindset, a dieting culture, because dieting really is um, a lot about a mindset, a set of beliefs and thoughts and a way of treating yourself, essentially, and treating your body. It's kind of my opinion of what dieting culture is. Um, and it's also something that's very much focused on thinness and being small, eating less, just less, small, small, less, less, small, small, less, all of that, which sounds so fun, doesn't it? Anyway, so we kind of feel like we're in this trap where we're like, often when I'm chatting to people, they know, like they've tried Swimming World before, they've tried Whole30s, they've tried Paleos, they've kind of been on and off, they've seen some results, but nothing they could sustain. So they're constantly in this like vicious circle of like, oh, like maybe I lost some weight and I did really feel better doing that, but I couldn't sustain it. So I ended up just going back to my old habits. And then I tried again, there was this new thing and then I couldn't sustain it. I did see some results, but like people are just stuck on this kind of like vicious cycle of being on something or off something, on a wagon, off a wagon, whether that is a typical Slimming World thing or whether that is their own creation. You know, you can approach, you can apply a dieting restrictive mentality to going gluten-free. You can apply that mentality to going paleo to going vegan it's because it's not necessarily a diet isn't just about being low fat it's about how you approach things so people feel like that's an option or the other option is not thinking about your food at all not giving it any thought not caring not stressing about it not being bothered about it just eating all the food food's just food kind of leave it be those are kind of our two options so sometimes it can be like summed up as dieting or maybe intuitive eating and intuitive eating, I think when you really dive into it, isn't actually that. But I think on the surface, people think it's, ugh, doesn't matter what you eat, just eat the biscuits. Food is just food. Don't think about it too much. And whilst there is some benefits of that, food is just food. There isn't any intrinsic morality to food, to your choices of food, all of that kind of thing. It, we feel sometimes that all oh, the people I speak to anyway feel a bit stuck between a rock and a hard place. So they don't want to go back to this dieting thing, but they know, you know what, I think my body fat percentage is maybe contributing to my sore knees. Like I was chatting with a client recently and she's like, I do think my knees are sore because I'm at this weight. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Like we can, this is biology. We can totally deal with that. Or it might be like, I've just been diagnosed with this condition and I'm on these medications and I 
feel like the food that I eat might be able to reduce this inflammation, might say with an autoimmune condition, the food I eat might be able to support my immune system. Yeah, of course it can. Research is really clear on that. So people feel, but they're like, but I don't want to diet. And then then food does matter. But every, but then I also feel like I should just eat everything and not think about food. People aren't giving a third option. So today I want to present to you this third option so that you're not stuck in the middle. And this option is really powerful. It's not what the dieting industry wants you to do, but it is really effective. This isn't just one of those like, Ah, fluffy, blah, blah, blah. This is something that will give you results. This will change how you feel if you really adopt it, make it your own, but embed this into your mind and in therefore into your habits around food and your body and your health. So again, this is another kind of, I suppose, mindset shift in a way, but it's really giving you a third option, a third way of thinking, instead of like a dieting way of thinking, instead of a who cares about food way of thinking, instead of the all or nothing, essentially, is is often what it looks like. The all in is the dieting, it's the yeah, strict, yeah, and the nothing is the ugh, doesn't matter, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to care about what I eat because, you know, people often wrap it up in body positivity and in self-love and all of those things are brilliant, but body positivity should actually mean you love yourself so much that you really do care about what you eat because your body is made up of what you eat. Anyway, so this helps my clients. When, and when they get it, they really see lasting and more easeful results. It's how I've approached my health and body and how I approach myself every single day. It's quite radical. Um, it's really personalized. And you know that I love that. I am so about personalized medicine. It's so effective, so powerful. Honestly, it's, it's, it's the way of the future. <laughs> but it's personalized. It's, it's, it's going to help you get results. It's kind as well, which I love. I think when it comes to food and when it comes to our bodies, kindness is is the trick of the day. Sorry, I don't know if the bins, the bin men are outside. You might be able to hear that. I'm just going to carry on. It's a min. I am actually recording this at like half seven on a Monday morning because hashtag childcare issues. Um, but anyway, so what is this third option? This third option is the option of devotion. It's the option of healing. It's the option of radical responsibility. It's the option of learning, of curiosity, and of imperfection. Imperfection. Okay? And a really helpful way of phrasing it is, to summarize, or a metaphor to use that I find helpful, resonates with me, is treating your body, treating yourself as the temple you are. The whole, your body is a temple. It's a path of real deep cellular self-love. So I think often when we think, when women sometimes think of self-love, we somehow th- we somehow can disengage and disassociate or ignore our bodies as part of that picture, if that makes sense. So we can think of self-love and then, and just in general, this is a side note, but women, because we've been so objectified in our patriarchal culture, It's so, I find this for myself, it's so much easier for me to disassociate and disengage from my body, to disconnect from my body because my body has been, um, in the culture that I've grown up in, has been um, seen as not mine. It's been objectified. Other people can use it, comment on it, decide on its size, abuse it, take what they want from it, if that makes sense. So it's the easiest thing is for us to completely disengage from our bodies, to not be 
in and present with our bodies because it's can it's been quite hard culturally to um to be fully joined and engaged with our bodies if that makes sense i know this might be a bit like what the flip but if you if you say say you have had been assaulted sexually at some point at some point during that assault you probably in order to survive would not like you would just disengage from your body you would not be present there you just kind of go off into your head and you're not there in your body and I think so much I know that's an extreme example but so much of our relationship with food is the result of our disengagement and our disassociation with our bodies because and it doesn't I don't necessarily mean you have to have had something really traumatic like that happen but just culturally women's bodies haven't been our own for a really long time certain in some countries they're not still not you can't make your own decisions about your body um and that make that is going to affect how we treat it how much power and ownership and how much radical responsibility you want to take for it okay so that's a bit of a side note but that's kind of where I'm coming from with this so what I like to think of it as and how I like to think of it is that your body is the temple that your body is this beautiful, sacred vessel for your presence, your love, your life here on earth. The body is how you love, it's how you create, it's how you live, all of these things. So, so important. And you might not love that phrasing. You might not. I'm a deeply spiritual person, always have been. And so that language resonates with me. But you could think about it like in a different way if you don't, if those words don't match with you. You could think about it like you're the most expensive, most valuable possession or item that you own. You are the most valuable thing that you have here on earth. Your body is the most valuable thing, your most valuable asset. Really think more than a car, more than a home, more than the shoes, more than a kitchen appliance. And I love me some kitchen appliances. But your body is the most valuable thing because without it, well, I mean, you might have beliefs about what happens to your soul and your spirit and that living on. But in terms of how you are grounded here on earth is your body that holds that. It is that vessel, that structure that keeps everything together. And I know this might sound really obvious in a way but I honestly think if you can really ground down into it and just really change your thinking of like oh my body is a sacred vessel that the way that I really transform my belly my hormones my skin my body fat percentage is actually a path of deep cellular care not just like I'm gonna say affirmations woolly 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 stuff it's like oh, these fingers that I have are like holy vessels or value, my most valuable possessions. This cell I have, this heart I have, this gut that I have, these ovaries that I have, these muscles that I have, this skin that I have, this stomach, this anus that I have. This, these are all like my holy temple. These are valuable. These are priceless. These are the most important things. And if like, if you can really just lean into that energy, you maybe even pick it up listening to this. It's so powerful. It's so powerful and it is so effective for change. It really, really, really is. And I have found this personally, you know, I went to my first dieting club when I was age 11 
So, you know, every week I'd go and weigh myself and I'd count things and weigh my cereal out and eat 0% fat yogurts and all of that kind of stuff. And so it's taken me time. I mean, that's a good like 20 years ago. It's taken me time to shift my mindset. But the more that I've leaned into this, the easier, honestly, the easier healthy eating is. It really is because... How, how would I treat my most sacred, most precious, most valuable possession? I want to treat it pretty well. And another way to think about it, if you treat your Vitamix or your favorite kitchen appliance better than you treat your body, I mean, there's something really fucked up about that, isn't it? <laughs> or your car, maybe you're really into cars. Maybe you treat your car better than you, than your own body. Weird. That's weird, isn't it? It's weird. Your car isn't going to keep you alive. Your car isn't going to love your kids. Your car isn't going to create beautiful things. Your car isn't going to make awesome cakes. Your car isn't going to walk through the trees and breathe in. Your car isn't going to swim in lakes and in the sea. I mean, cars are great. Like, but, sorry, I might hit myself in the background. But your car, like, you, you, your body. It's just, it, if, if you can get this, it really does change everything. I think. And so have a think, have a think. Where in your life, what things do you care for more than your body? What things do you value more than your body? Do you value your car more, your um, kitchen appliances more? Do you value your clothes more? Like none of the, not to make any of these things bad. It's totally fine to have nice cars, nice clothes. No, 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 none of those, like great off. I'm here for all of those things being lovely. But I want you to, I want you to really look after your body. That, that path of devotion to your own selves is powerful. Really, really powerful. Nice, clear black and white structure. And that's part of what is so appealing to them is that we're like, oh, okay. It's basically just tells me what to do. I don't have to think about it. So what, if you are choosing this third option, what does that actually look like? The first thing is you want to lean into the mindset. So everything that I just talked about, just start thinking, having intentional thoughts about your body being a holy temple or your body being your most expensive, valuable, wonderful, state-of-the-art possession. So whatever uh, metaphor, whatever words work for you, start thinking about that intentionally. Set reminders on your phone to um, pop up several times a day, write it maybe on your bathroom um, mirror, just set, like intentionally start to lean into, okay, my body is my most sacred possession. My body is a temple. Health is the path of healing. Uh, sorry, my health is the path of devotion. This can be a helpful way of thinking it. Like really, you might need to spend some time thinking about what words resonate with you, but really think, Okay, my body is a holy temple. My body is my most valuable possession. Lean into that, okay? You might want to pick a mantra. You might want to pick an affirmation that you just repeat, like I am a holy temple. My body is my most valuable possession because it's really important that you lean and cultivate this mindset first, okay? So do that first. And I know, I know that you're probably like, what? No, Kezia, just tell me what to eat. But this is important, <laughs> okay? Because remember, you can make any nutritional strategy a diet. The main thing that to help you unpick dieting mindset is to change your mindset, okay? So lean into just thinking about your body as a something holy, 
as something sacred, as something valuable, as something expensive, as something state-of-the-art. Think about your body that way. And I know this might bring up stuff for you. Maybe you feel like your body has totally failed you. I get it. I feel like my body has failed me on many occasions. <laughs> you know, I have clients that were diagnosed with several conditions happening. People who maybe gone through breast cancer treatment and then they had this and then they had this and then they had and they don't feel like their body has been a state of the art <laughs> um, thing. And that's okay, but really lean into that. But both things can exist at the same time and really lean into, okay, what my body is a temple. I really love thinking about working on my health as a path of devotion. Really, I've always thought about it that way. I've not really talked about it much here on the podcast because I don't know, I always thought it was a bit weird. But that is how I don't do fatty things. You know, so like this weekend, away with girls, there was wine and cake and we had Mexican and nachos and like all fun things, like just fun stuff. There was no thought in my head of like, oh, I shouldn't be eating this. Oh, I need to make up for it on Monday. Oh, I need to do this. Like, no, I enjoyed food. And then today I'm enjoying the food that I eat normally, if that makes sense. So it's really important that you, um, that we kind of can just start to, sorry, my phone, my sister just started phoning me. <laughs> That's why I got totally distracted. Anyway, okay, so leaning into the mindset, set reminders on your phone, set a mantra. Think, first of all, think about a phrase or a wording that resonates with your gut and with your soul. So for me, it's, um, you know, the path of, um, health is a path of devotion. It's my body is a holy, sacred temple. You know, these kind of things, those words resonate with me. Find words that resonate with you. You know, I've shared lots of ideas here. The second thing is you need to learn how to cultivate health. So this is where curiosity comes in. This is where inquiry and learning comes in. Because if you've been involved in the dieting industry or just a part of our culture in any, any set, any way, then you have been told that the answers for your health lie outside, out somewhere, in some diet, something, something. If you just got it right, then you would know. Whereas actually the answers to your health belong within you, if that makes sense. Your body is always telling you what it needs. It's telling you what's out of bounds. It's telling you constantly what is going on through symptoms, through lab data, through how you feel, through cravings, through your sleep patterns, through your stress management, through your food. Like your body is always telling you what is working for it. We have just been told not to listen. We've not been told the language of how to listen. We've not been told it's important to. We've been told basically ignore your body completely. Let us objectify it. And the thing that your body needs is this outside strategy and you don't need to listen to your body at all. We know what the solution is for your body, is essentially how a lot of our medical world is set up. A lot of dieting world is set up is, hey, 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 I know you feel terrible, but I know what is best for your body. Here it is. That's essentially what we've been told. So we, this, is a, this is a process of learning how to cultivate health. So what makes your body feel good? What makes you feel sad, low, fat, bloated, awful, weird? sluggish? What makes you um, sleep well? What makes you sleep poorly? What makes you feel bloated? Like all of these kind of things, learning 
that information? Do you need to find out some more information? Do you need to keep a food diary? Do you need to run some labs? Do you need to gather more information? Do you need to run some experiments with food? I talk about this all the time with my clients, all the time on the podcast. Have you ever run a gluten-free experiment? Maybe do that for a couple of weeks. See how you do. Maybe run another experiment. Learn, learn about your body. And I know that it's more appealing to just have someone else tell you what to do, but we know that that doesn't work. You don't see lasting results that way. You need to learn about what your body needs. And if you're not sure with the basics, I'm going to explain some of those in a minute. So really, so first of all, you need to lean into the mindset and then you need to learn how to cultivate health in your body. What feels good for you? This can be really simple, getting a pen and paper. What foods feel good when I eat them? What foods do not make me feel good when I eat them? And you look at this list and you look at how often are you eating those foods? Because ideally, every day you want to be eating foods that make you feel good, right? Like, it's not, you know, it's not really rocket science at the end of the day. Like, some people are like, oh, I don't know how you managed to eat such a healthy life, Kezia. I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not perfect. Like, at the weekend, I had lots of, like, gluten-free corn and caterpillar. I had some nice wine. We had lots of cheese. We had some nachos. Like, all awesome food. None of that is bad food by the way, it's all awesome food. And it was great. And it's great fun. But I know I'm not going to eat that the way I ate at the weekend every day of the week, because really, it doesn't make me feel good. Like I've even got a little bit of a cold now. It's probably because I had some dairy. Okay, I know that I know that about my health. And generally 80% of the time, I eat the food that makes me feel really good that supports my immune system that supports my mental health that supports my energy that supports my body that supports my sleep that supports my mood. That's how I choose to eat because I know what that is. And I mean, I don't do it 100% of the time. This is a path of imperfection as well. And that's okay. I'm never going to be a perfect, I'm never going to be perfect at it. And I'm cool with that. Food isn't good or bad. So I can go away for a weekend and eat gluten-free corn the caterpillars and down it with red wine. That's cool. But I'm not going to do that every day because I don't feel good. And my priority is to feel good. And I know that sounds really simple, but it's a bit radical. It's somehow, somehow it's become a radical thing for women to feel good in their bodies. It's like wild that that is, you know, daring. How dare you feel good in your body? Oh my gosh. Um, so lean into your mindset and learn how to cultivate health. Okay. So that might be working with me where you're running labs, where you're feeling stuck. Might be as simple as keeping a food diary. I do this. I know it's a little bit boring to do, but you don't need to do it for the rest of your life. Pick three days, write down everything you feel when you wake up, what you drink, what you eat, any symptoms that you have and your sleeping patterns and just start to do that. Collect that data and just see how you feel. You also like, like that's why I have an aura ring because this constantly is um, helping me collect data on my body and learn about my sleep patterns, learn about what works for me. Some people use Fitbits and Garmin's that tells them about their recovery. That's more from a movement perspective, but really start to learn how to cultivate health, how to listen to your body. And if you don't know how to do that, then I can help with that. That's why that's what I do with my clients. But even this podcast, applying some of the stuff you hear in this podcast, there's over 180 episodes. There's so much gold, so much actionable, practical information in this podcast that's going to help you to learn. Run some experiments with food, you know, experiment with sugar, how much and how little of that works with. How experiment with coffee. Do you feel good with coffee or caffeine? Yes, no. Do you feel good with gluten? Yes, no. Dairy? Yes, no. Eggs? Yes. Like just run some gentle experiments. Again, it's a path of curiosity being curious. If I ate this for breakfast, I wonder how I'd feel. You know, just porridge for breakfast one day versus scrambled eggs and salmon. Which one makes you feel better? 
there's not a right answer. <laughs> it's literally about what makes you feel better. <laughs> okay. And if you listen to being like, oh my goodness, Kezia, I, I don't, why do you even begin? Here are my holy temple basics. <laughs> if you're like, I don't even know where to start. You say you've got a holy temple, but what does that actually look like? It's a Wednesday morning and I've not got a clue. I feel really confused. Here are some real basic framework that you can begin to apply to. You can take this as a list and just start to apply and experiment these, incorporate them. And these are some basic temple upkeep guidelines. <laughs> so drinking clean, filtered water and herbal teas. If you like herbal teas, wonderful. Water, hydration, herbal teas, a bit of herbal medicine going in there. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. More vegetables. Again, wherever, often what I say to clients, wherever you're at now, maybe you have one portion of vegetables a day at dinner time. Just increase that by one more. So you're aiming for two, just more vegetables. Experiment, just increase. What would it be like if I had, what would my day look like if I had vegetables with every meal? What would that look like? How do I feel? Let's experiment. Let's do that for a week. See how I feel. See what happens. For most people, they'll feel way better. And that's the, the, a lot of these things, when you really focus on how you feel, when you do these things, it becomes self-perpetuating. So then, so for example, this morning, I had a green smoothie. Every morning I have a green smoothie with just vegetables in and some lemon juice and some lemon peel and just all like celery, spinach, broccoli, sprouts, uh, like, um, like alfalfa or broccoli sprouts, like all of this stuff in, in that beetroot, whatever I have kind of coming through my veg box. Make a smoothie of that. And it tastes like average. It's not foul, but it's not delicious. So I did, I start, that started just with an experiment of like, oh, sometimes I don't feel like I get enough vegetables in at the end of the day. Let's just try and do that in the morning, like before breakfast. It's not my breakfast. It's literally just vegetables blended with water, like really simple. I'm not trying to make it a meal. Um, let's just do that for a week. See if like, that means I can tick the vegetable box quite early on in the day. And vegetables are great for you. Everyone knows that's one thing everyone can agree on in the nutritional world. And you know what? After a week, I was like, I do feel better after doing this. I feel brighter. Yeah, this is something that I like doing. So now I do it months later, not because I should, not because I have to, not because it's good to, it's the right thing to do. It's because it makes me feel good. And at the weekend, I didn't do that and I missed it. So this morning, I was really excited to start the day with my smoothie again because I missed it. I wanted to. I liked how it made me feel. It's not because I had to. It's not because I should. It's not because I ought to. It's because I wanted to. Because I want to feel good. I'm allowed to feel good. Okay? So more vegetables. Next, so first principle, clean filtered water and herbal teas. Next one, more vegetables. Third one, organic as much as you can, especially if you can't afford all organic, which a lot of people can't, focus on animal products, organic animal products, organic butter, eggs, milk, meat, those kind of things. Next principle for your holy temple, eat three meals a day, three proper meals a day. Simple. Um, next thing is limit or avoid refined sugar or find your balance with that. Refined sugar, it's kind of make, it's not going to make your holy temple all that happy in high amounts. <laughs> Next thing would be experiment with food intolerances. See if any of that is going on. There might be, there might not be. And um, also just generally run experiments with food, food intolerance. So we've got food intolerances, also things like coffee. I would run experiments in caffeine with that. Coffee in women, caffeine in women is not always great. Um, and... Uh, what I mean by food intolerance would be like gluten, dairy, eggs, you know, those kinds of things. And move and build muscle. 
So just move. You don't even need to exercise. Just move around a little bit more. And ideally don't eat two hours before bed because then you really optimize your sleep quality. So the better quality sleep you have, the better everything's going to work. So those will be my basics. I think what's that like nine basics. So if you're like, I don't know where to begin, you could begin just like that as a checklist. Like number one, okay, do I drink enough water? Do I like herbal teas? Let's start with that. Let's do that. Okay, number two, vegetables. Number three, oh, where in the budget could I wiggle? Like, where could I start adding more organic thing? Maybe I'll just start with organic butter or maybe I'll just start with organic milk. Like, just start with a bit of wiggle room. Like, look what, plan out. Just go one at a time, okay? Really, really helpful. And if you're really stuck, that's why people work with me. And that's why they see amazing results and that's why this helps. But you can totally do this on your own. And it's really... Um, we're thinking about this whole process is how do you want to feel and what do you want to feed today? Do you want to feed, um, you know, because the food you eat can fuel your healing and your repair and your nourishment and your energy and your hormones and your skin. All the food you eat can actually feed inflammation. It can feed disease and imbalance, it, all of those kinds of things. And you, you decide what you eat every day. And so it's so important. And when you realize, oh, my body is a valuable thing. My body is important. My body is not an apology. There's a book, um, totally forgotten the name. I've not read it, but I want to read it. Your body is some, is this holy, sacred, awesome thing. Then what? Like, you're just not going to want to feed it rubbish. You know, you're going to want to support its healing and repair. Okay, so I offer you this as another option of thinking. It's a different approach. I know it might be like, oh, not as feel as clean cut to you, but it really, really is effective. If you, if you, if you're feeling rubbish and you're feeling like something's not working in your health, you've had a health diagnosis that you don't like this year, start to treat your body like the most valuable, most holy possession that you have. Doesn't, but that doesn't mean perfection. That doesn't mean, um, you know, remember all those other words, curiosity, imperfect, devotion, like all of these things. If you can apply this, it will honestly change everything. Okay. I hope this is helpful to you. I really want you to feel good. And I know one of the ways that you're going to feel good, A, is by what you think and B, by what you feel your body with. Because literally the cells in your body are impacted. The food you eat impacts your cellular processes. That's kind of why we have to eat, right? But we have been told culturally and for various reasons that we haven't really dived into to pay no attention to our body, to let other people decide, let other people say what's right for us, other people say what should fuel us, what we should have, what size we should be, what we should eat, what foods are good, what foods are bad. No, take the power back. You get to decide and you get to feel good. Okay. I'd love to chat with you more. If you're thinking about working together, we can chat through this more. We can figure out what lab tests, what things we need to learn about your body, what kind of plan you need or what kind of principles is a better way of saying it, you need to really cultivate the health that you want. Um, just book your call at kezuhall.com forward slash Zoom. Otherwise, I will see you next week. Lots of love. Thank you for listening to this episode. 
If you haven't already, please head to iTunes and leave a review as I would be so grateful to get your feedback and it really helps me to reach more people. If you are interested in working with me, you know the first thing you need to do is head to keziahall.com forward slash book to book in your Zoom call. This is a really informal chat. We'll just chat through what the program's like, what you might need, what lab tests are going to help you best. Like you can just get all your questions asked. It's no, like you're not committing to anything by having one of these calls. It's a really chilled, fun chat. I would love to speak with you as much as I love running this podcast. You know, it's always nice to have someone talk back. So if you're interested in working with me, I do have spaces. Head to keziahall.com forward slash book and we can chat soon. Otherwise, thank you for being here and I will see you next week.